Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White, and I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. Noni is short for anonymous because that's where I share my deep, dark secret, the completely honest and never-ending story of my own deslobification process. And as I figure out what works to keep my house under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies. So thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number 56, and it is a detailed kitchen cleaning checklist. Um, But before I get to that, I wanted to uh, just remind you that um, all of my printable cleaning checklists are free over on the website. Um, I will link to those in the show notes for today's podcast. Just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. Scroll down and look for podcast number 56. Uh, if it is not linked at the moment that you go, uh, then just go to see all my podcasts here and you will see it. So um, we're going to talk about a detailed kitchen cleaning checklist because it is April 9th right now, which means we are in full on spring. And when it gets to be spring, people start talking about this thing called spring cleaning. I did a podcast last year called Spring Cleaning for the Cleaning Impaired, and I will link to that in the show notes for this. But I also wanted to um, just kind of briefly talk about that and what spring cleaning means. I know for me personally, for years as a stay-at-home mom and when my kids were little and spring cleaning would come, it's a natural thing that happens. I mean, the, the sunlight shines through the windows differently. So you see the smudges more clearly. Um, it just kind of hits the floor in a certain way where you see the dust on the baseboards and stuff like that. And it just, it's a natural thing to have this urge to spring clean. That's just part of it. And while I, in my mind, it's the ideal of like the Little House on the Prairie spring cleaning, which I don't even know if they did that in Little House on the Prairie, but that's what happens in my brain. Um, you know, where they would take the tick mattresses or whatever they were outside and beat them and fill them with new straw or whatever. I mean, that that in my mind is like you do the full on top to bottom clean. But what would happen to me in those years before the blog, uh, when I would just get so frustrated is I would just it would send me into a real funk. I mean, a real depression over why is it that I can't spring clean? You know, I mean, it's like I have this urge to spring clean and then I would look around and I would say, I can't spring clean. There's too much junk in my house and I just can't. And, uh, you know, the, the thought of it was just way too overwhelming because getting to the point where I could you know, get behind the dresser meant that I first had to clear all the junk off the dresser. And then I had, you know, it it just was too much. And so, um, you know, I, I'm much farther along. I have so much less stuff in my house because of all the decluttering. Um, but I still understand that feeling because I look around and I just go, really? I mean, really, even though I can do so much more now, when do I have the time to do that? You know, I've got three busy kids and spring is also baseball season. And anyway, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying that, um, kind of giving myself some grace on that and saying, okay, this urge to clean that happens naturally in spring, I want to capitalize on that. 
And so instead of saying, well, I, I don't know how or when I'm going to clean my house from absolute top to absolute bottom and make it perfect and get every speck of dust out of here. I just don't know when I can do that. Okay. So maybe I can't do that and it's all right. But using that, that urge and that energy that naturally happens to get something done. Maybe it's to get those areas decluttered. Last weekend, um, you know, it was a beautiful day. Uh, my husband was working out in the yard and we basically, between different things that we had going on, I had about two and a half hours and I just said, I'm just going to get two things done. That's it. I'm just going to get two things done because realistically I know that even though I said, well, I have so much to do. I, I just, I can't get anything done in two and a half hours. Actually you can, I can get something done in two and a half hours. I can't get everything done in two and a half hours that I have, but I can get something done. And so I chose two things and I said, okay, what two things have been bugging me? Well, my bathroom counter, which I'll have a post on this coming up on the blog very soon. Make sure you sign up for email so you don't miss it and you'll be able to see the pictures. But anyway, um, but you know, I, I cleaned off my own bathroom counter and scrubbed it down and oh my goodness, it's made a huge difference in me feeling better because I spend time at that bathroom counter brushing my teeth multiple times a day and, you know, putting on makeup and just doing my hair and things like that. And it's like, wow, it really does kind of scratch that clean spring cleaning urge, even though I can look around and go, wow, I have so much more to do. You know what? Going ahead and just tackling that one small thing was good. And then I also tackled, um, a, uh, pantry in my kitchen that I wanted, that I realized was storing things that I didn't actually need. And so I thought, well, you know what? Anyway, I'll talk about that later in a blog post, but basically I took things out of that, that I didn't need when I realized I was storing things I didn't need and then put things in there that I thought I had no place to store, whatever. Anyway. Um, but the point is, you know, to try to take those, take that energy and use it somehow. So I'm talking about the detailed kitchen cleaning checklist today because that is a great thing to do with that spring cleaning energy because the kitchen is a confined space. It also is the most important space to have clean in your entire house. Um, I'm saying that for my own personal experience, but I'm pretty sure that all the real cleaning experts would, would agree with me on that one. And the reason for that is um, it's the space that gets the dirtiest most consistently because the things you do in there cause messes, cooking and splattering and spilling and um, food prep, all those types of things. They, they cause messes that have to be cleaned because you have to clean them to make sure you don't, you know get it even because those things cause illnesses, you know, I mean, we're, you know what I mean? So you have, that is the place that has to be cleaned. The other thing too, for me personally is my experience, um, back pre-blog, you know, I've talked before about, I didn't know what to do. I'd tried every method in the world and had failed at all of them before I started my blog. So when I started the blog and I just said, I'm just going to figure out, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to figure it out. I started in the kitchen because the kitchen was the place that I always knew I had to start when I got that urge to clean my house. But then I used all of my cleaning energy in the kitchen. And by the time I was finally done with it, 
then I didn't have the energy to go on to the rest of the house. And so I never built any momentum because by the time I got cleaning energy again, I had to tackle the kitchen again. So, you know, keeping that under control on a daily basis by my running the dishwasher, running the dishwasher every single night and emptying it, emptying it every single morning or hand washing the dishes every night and putting them away every morning, that has made a huge difference in it, but the kitchen still does need to be deep cleaned. And so that's a great opportunity, you know, having that spring cleaning energy to do that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So this is something that you can listen to while you clean, right? Um, and listen to it two or three times if you need to. Um, I wrote this post back, I don't know, it's been several years ago as part of a, uh, company ready house, uh, kitchen cleaning checklist, you know, specifically because as you have people in your home, they're going to gravitate toward the kitchen because generally you feed people when they come over. So the kitchen is an important place to have under control. Um, and it's, it's the place, honestly, where the most embarrassment happens. I think, um, when, you know, I, I've told the story before about my father-in-law finding the like two or three years expired tartar sauce and eating it. Oh my word, about killed me. Didn't kill him, thankfully. But, you know, that is one of those things that happens. You know, the most expired food in your refrigerator or, you know, noticing the grime and some space that, you know, oh my goodness, how have I not, you know, somebody goes over and says, oh, well, let me just move your um, food processor over here. So we'll have room to do such and such. And they move it and it's like all disgusting underneath or whatever. (laughs) Not that I know anything personally about that, but those are the kinds of embarrassing moments that happen. So the kitchen is a great place because people actually work in there. And generally the good guests come in and say, hey, can I help? You know, and then we all feel like we should say no and whatever. Anyway. Okay. So Pre-step one, uh, when I wrote this, I wrote out the list of things to do and then I went and tested it myself and said, okay, does this really get everything done? And I realized, oh yeah, um, I left out the most important step for my target audience over here on aslobcomesclean.com, which is um, wash the dishes and declutter the countertops. Yeah. And that that's That's the point to me of that daily habit of keeping the dishes under control, which then kind of bleeds over into also keeping the countertops clean and all that, um, is that you can start on the deep clean right away. But if you're not there and you don't have that under control, it's all right. That's just make that your first step. That is wash all the dishes, go ahead and put them away. You know, I'm all about air drying. Because in whatever health um, cleanliness thing I took when I worked in a camp kitchen, um, they talked about air drying being the best, I guess, because uh, you weren't talking, you weren't washing, uh, blah, weren't touching it with the nasty old towels and stuff. But anyway, um, I'm all about air drying, but this is one of those times, just get it done, get everything put away so that then you're just starting on the deep cleaning and you don't have to deep clean around anything. It's all put away. It's all done. Okay. So give yourself a little grace and just say, just get it done. You know, get the, um, countertops decluttered. If you have, like I tend to have on a regular basis, uh, the last little bit of, I don't know, pretzel crumbs or something that you keep thinking, Oh, I should do something with that or whatever. And it's sitting on the counter or that, you know, empty bottle of 
olive oil next to the full bottle of olive oil. And for some reason, I didn't throw away the empty one when I got the full one, but whatever, you know, this is the time to go ahead and get, you know, just go through, declutter the countertops, get rid of all the obvious stuff. And, um, you know, we're not decluttering back into the cabinets. This is another thing too, as we talk about, you know, this was focused originally when I wrote it on guests, specifically on getting it ready for guests. Um, we're going to deep clean the kitchen. We're not going to start by pulling everything out of the cabinets. Okay. We're going to start with what's visible, meaning, you know, that's my tendency. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to really deep clean my kitchen. And so the first thing I want to do is, you know, declutter my cabinets, except that they're closed. And so technically when someone walks into my kitchen, when I walk into my kitchen, I don't see those things. And, and so, you know, starting with that means that I could spend my entire day doing that and then close the cabinets again. And my kitchen's going to look exactly the same. And mentally I'm going to feel like I got nothing done that day. So to start with what's visible, that's my big struggle, but that's my thing that I've had to learn to make myself do start with what's visible. And then if you have time at the end of the day, then you go through and then I pull out all the things and I declutter the cabinets and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to get the visible stuff done first. Okay. So washing the dishes and decluttering the countertops is first. Next is dusting. Um, dusting is gross, uh, because it's, you know, dirt and you're moving it around. Um, starting at the top to the bottom, those cobwebs, you know, I don't know how they happen. I don't want to think about how they happen. I don't want to think about little bitty spiders running around in my house, but you know, the cobwebs that are up in the corners and all those type things. This is why I need these focused deep cleans because I don't see those things on my regular everyday cleaning up the kitchen. But when I say, okay, I'm going to look around, I'm going to do that. I'm going to dust the ceiling fan. I'm very thankful to have a ceiling fan in my kitchen. I'm going to dust that because that can be very unappetizing to a guest or it can be very embarrassing for me or it can be a reason why I'm like, yeah, I just get really, really hot in the kitchen. I know it's 30 degrees outside, but I've got to have the ceiling fan on because I forgot to dust it. And so as long as it's going, then no one's going to see the dust on it. Um, but you know, top dusting from top to bottom and doing that first before I actually technically clean the kitchen so that whatever dust falls down, that is, um, you know, it's going to get taken care of, um, starting at the top so that, you know, whatever falls from the ceiling onto the top of the cabinets, well, then that moves from the top of the cabinets on down onto the countertops, move that off onto the floor, blah, blah, blah. Um, another dusting tip that, um, I know from experience when there's a lot of dust is to, um, use my little handheld vacuum cleaner first and suck all that away because dust is dirt. So if I start out with my dusting spray, and it's a lot. Well, you know, that just makes dirt wet, which turns it into med, which makes it a whole nother cleaning problem. So, you know, taking that first, taking my, um, vacuum cleaner attachment or my little auric thing that I have that I wear like a, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's like a crossbody purse basically, but, um, so, you know, when I suck all that dust away first and those cobwebs and things, and then the, actual, you know, like shifting the dust around or using my dusting spray so much easier. Um, next, uh, wipe down the cabinets, the walls and the backsplash. Um, this is one of those things that I do not do on a regular basis. I'm sure I should do it more often. Um, and this is another thing too. This is kind of a random, but you know, 
if spring cleaning overwhelms you, but you have a friend who wants to do it as well, go spring clean each other's kitchens, you know, do it together. My best friend and I, sadly, now our kids are older and we end up meeting in the middle, but we used to, you know, we live an hour away from each other, but we would do play dates, you know, on a regular basis every other week. And we go to each other's houses and we would just figure out a project that would be more fun or easier to do together. And we'd help each other out with a project. I'm getting kind of sad missing that. But, you know, one of the things we did one time was wipe down my kitchen cabinets because I wanted to do that, but it was something I was never going to stop and, you know, make myself do, but then it would drive me crazy when I would see it. So, um, you know, we did that together. So maybe deep clean your kitchens together, get your dishes done before she comes over. But, uh, you know, that's, that's an idea of how to make it a little bit more fun. Um, so wiping down cabinets, you know, I just had somebody Murphy's oil soap, uh, on wood is great for wood. Uh, had somebody who had just moved into a home, a new, you know, new to them house, uh, who, you know, showed her before and after just for fun of, uh, you know, what a difference it made. So, you know, that's a great thing. Um, if you don't have that, don't worry about it. Uh, there, you can just use, um, uh, soapy water. You know, a lot of times the issue with kitchen stuff is that it's combined with grease. You know, there's just kind of an extra difficult layer to remove because of the natural things that happen when you cook, all those things go into the air and, um, you know, it just, it's, it's a different kind of grime that's in a kitchen. So just using, you know, a lot of times I'll just fill up my kitchen sink with, um, hot soapy water, just like I would if I was doing dishes and use, you know, dip my rag in there and and clean, uh, the kitchen cabinets. And because that dish soap is meant to break through grease. And so it, you know, allows you to do that. Um, just make sure that depending, you know, probably everybody should just to be sure, but you know, depending on your specific cabinet type, make sure that you wipe it, you know, just dry it real quickly with a towel so that you don't harm your wood in any way. Um, and make sure that you check, you know, whatever kinds of things are best for your type of, um, cabinet surface, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Okay. Um, the other thing, make sure that you wipe or scrub the top of the vent above the stove. I can't just dust that. It looks dusty, but then when I try to dust it, it's like glued on there with whatever kitchen kind of stuff. Um, And for reference, I also timed myself as I did this in my own kitchen. You can, if you don't have the time to fully scrub down everything, just spot wipe it. It's okay. You know, you don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, Just spot wipe your kitchen um, cabinets. Uh, That's what I did. Spot wiping kitchen cabinets, backsplash, and walls took me seven minutes in my kitchen. I know my kitchens, I would say medium size. It's not tiny, but it's not huge. Like a lot of newer homes. Ours was built in like 79, I think. Um, okay. Clean the oven and microwave. I honestly, um, when I did this had never cleaned my oven before, even though it's self-cleaning. So I have another post about how my experience with cleaning my self-cleaning oven. Um, the main thing, spring is a great time to do that because you can have your windows open and it does kind of, um, put out, it burns. I mean, it burns the stuff away, you know, and it, it locks it better. If you have a self-cleaning oven that burns things away. Um, the main thing I didn't do correctly that people explained to me when I wrote the post and then I went, okay, well at least 
I wasn't too bad off. But the main thing is, uh, I think you need to take your racks out of your oven so that they don't warp or whatever, because it gets crazy hot in there. Um, but it's really important for you to, um, to get that done, um, you know, to get that oven cleaned. I also, I have two ovens now. I also have a Maytag that from when I was a Maytag mom and, um, it has a different cleaning system. It is not one that gets so super hot. Um, it's involves putting water in the bottom and then it basically steams it off. Um, the neat thing about that is allows the oven to be bigger because it doesn't have to have the amount of insulation on the sides, on the outsides of the oven that it would, um, have that it has to have for your, uh, older, I guess there are still self-cleaning ovens that are get crazy hot, but anyway, so there's different ways to do it. You know, check your own, uh, your own ovens. You know, you can look online for specific cleaning, you know, how to use your self-cleaning feature on your specific oven. Just search that in Google and, um, it'll work. Okay. So cleaning the oven, took three and a half hours, but it was three and a half hours where I just turned it on and let it happen. And then when I did use that self-cleaning feature, I was amazed. Now, some people have said that their ovens caught on fire. So it's a little bit scary. You want to scrape out as much as you can before, but it just turned all the nastiness in my oven to ash. And then I just like swept it out of the oven. It was crazy, amazingly easy. And I can't believe I had never done it before that. Um, for the microwave, I put, uh, about, two cups of water with, you know, a bowl of water, whatever, however much water and, um, squirted lemon juice in it and then microwaved that for two minutes. And then that helped loosen up the gunk and all that. My microwave will never be beautiful because I had a child many years ago who thought he typed in a minute 45 for popcorn. And he actually put in, I guess, 14 minutes and 55 seconds. And, um, so it, it was, it was a really sad day in our home because it stunk like nobody's business. Um, okay. Moving on to scrubbing the counters and the sink. Uh, that is our next step. So we're going to scrub the counters, the sink and the stove burners. That is the kind of thing that in my mind is going to take all day to do. That's why it's a good thing that I timed myself when I wrote this post originally, and it took me a little over 10 minutes. Right. Um, And that's because all the other steps had been done before that. Um, So using whatever cleaning product is right for your type of countertop, I mean, there are all kinds of countertops these days. And so I'm not going to tell you what you should use because you need to figure out which one works on yours. I know that for granite, you know, the same types of things don't work for that, that work for... um, what is it called? I'm thinking linoleum, but I know that's not what it is. I have like the old, not so fancy types of counters. Um, for me personally, I have, um, I can use Comet on mine, but, uh, since writing this post from the encouragement of many of my readers, I tried baking soda. I just did not believe that baking soda would work to get the um, stains off of my countertop that I thought I had to use for mica. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's, it's that, it's that old classic type. It's not, anyway, uh, mine is not shiny. So I don't, you know, it's, it's already kind of a dull finish, not like dull in a bad way, but anyway, so I don't worry about the scratching aspect of it. That might be the issue if it was, if it was really shiny. But, um, so I'd always used Comet 
And I wrote about that in a post and somebody said, you really need to try baking soda. And honestly, I just didn't believe it because I did not think that baking soda could actually get those stains off that for some reason, Comet was the only thing I thought could do that. Turns out baking soda totally, totally works and it's baking soda. So it's not, um, you know, poisonous because you eat baking soda anyway, not on its own, but you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so just using whatever it is. Um, I have a glass stovetop, so I do know that that could be, um, something that, you know, takes me less time to clean off. Uh, one thing that I did learn when I went to the Maytag labs and talked to the experts who actually write the how to clean Maytag equipment, um, handbooks. Uh, one of the things I learned is she was really big on this razor blade thing and they actually gave us a razor blade and I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but it's specifically for that. Um, but it's a flat razor blade makes me so nervous. I thought, Oh my goodness, but that is really great for getting that really difficult gunk off. Now I wouldn't use it on just anything. But on the glass stovetop, that's specifically what's recommended for getting off that burnt, um, you know, burnt stuff because I burn stuff anyway. Um, okay. So as you go around the, uh, kitchen doing the counters, the sink and the stove burners, um, one of the things is specifically for the counters to remember, and this is totally something I learned from fly lady. She's at flylady.net years ago when I, um, followed her. Uh, one of the things that she recommends is, um, doing a small section, like maybe two or three feet section of counter at a time, which I don't have tons of feet of counter in my counter in my kitchen, but, uh, removing the stuff just for a small section, getting that scrubbed down and then putting that stuff back, uh, which is so logical and makes so sense, so much sense, but definitely is not something that, um, would be what I would naturally do. So I'm glad to understand that because the thing is, I tend to want to take everything off and do it all at once. But then when I get distracted, not if I get distracted, then all of a sudden I have, you know, my kitchen's a complete disaster. We're doing, you know, a a small area at a time, um, and then putting that stuff back and then moving to the next one, kind of like, you know, goes along with the way that I declutter without making a bigger mess. It's keeps me from, um, being in a pickle when I end up distracted. So, uh, next thing after that is, uh, Oh, other things too, is, uh, using a toothpick along the edges of the sink, you know, to get the grime that gets stuck there, because that's one of those things that while it may not bother me on a regular basis, uh, when I have guests, all of a sudden I'm going to be horrified to see that. Or if I'm going to be in there anyway, doing that, it takes just a couple extra seconds to do that. Cause like I said, my entire kitchen scrubbing the counters, sink and stove burners, uh, a little over 10 minutes is all that that took. Then cleaning out and off the fridge. I know it's one of my least favorite jobs too. One of my problems with cleaning out the fridge is that I'm always thinking I need to do it on trash morning. Then I never think of it on trash morning. Or if I think of it on trash morning, it's as the trash truck is leaving my house or it's on a morning where everything is kind of crazy and I'm trying to sign a bunch of papers and you know, whatever. It just tends to not work out, but I have to just make myself say, I'm going to go ahead and clean out the fridge. Um, you know, specifically when you have guests, it's a good idea (laughs) to do that so that you don't, you know, feed them poisonous food. Because I know personally, I tend to be the one who just says in my brain knows to not eat such and such. 
you know, I know that that jar of pesto that I needed for one recipe and then we don't eat, we eat pesto, but not like all the time. So it just kind of sat there. And for some reason I haven't thrown it away. And anyway, and then somebody else sees it and they're like, Oh, a jar of pesto. I'm going to add that to such and such. Well, all this, you know, I've known in my head that you can't eat from that jar of pesto. (laughs) No, I haven't thrown it away, but I know to avoid it. Well, other people don't know to avoid it. So especially if you're going to be having guests, good idea to go ahead and purge your fridge of all those types of things. You know, plus just for the fact that you should do that, right? Anyway, but cleaning out and off the fridge, um, a good kitchen cleaning. I'm always amazed when I will just purge the expired notes off of my fridge that have become invisible, even though I put them there to remind me of something so I couldn't possibly forget it. Um, Yeah, those things are are very cluttered and they're an eyesore. And so just taking that moment to say, Oh, wait, I need to pull everything off of here that doesn't need to be on the fridge and then cleaning the fridge. Because that's another thing I don't necessarily notice until people are in my home, just how grimy the fridge handles get and the front of the fridge, just giving that a nice wipe down. Um, then wiping down salt and pepper shakers, olive oil bottle, all those types of things that get really nasty. I mean, I, it's just kind of a confirmation that I need these focused cleaning times to do those because it helps me see those types of things that I go, Oh my word, this is so gross. Why have I not done this sooner? You know, but at least taking the time to get that done. When I did that in my kitchen cleaning uh, thing that I did, uh, it took me three minutes. So three minutes to wipe down all those types of things. Not bad. Uh, Then the thing that I tend to forget because it gets on my nerves that it's even a thing that I have to do. And that's wipe down my trash can. Wiping down the trash can took me less than one minute when I did this. However, I put it off because it's a trash can and it's gross. Um, I usually use disposable wipes on that because that's just nasty. You know, it's a trash can, but it's amazing to me how much better the kitchen looks and feels when the trash can has been wiped down and is nice and pretty. Um, sweeping and mopping generally, uh, you know, at that point you have taking care of the dust and the grime and all those kinds of things. And so anything that's going to fall to the floor has already fallen to the floor. Sweep first, then mop. That's pretty obvious. Um, then a few other tips, specifically if you're having events in your house, if you're having people over, uh, putting all your serving utensils together, it may not bother you to dig through three or four drawers to find the one that you need, the item that you need. But when you've got people who are going to be helping you in your kitchen, and that's what people do, and you should let them because that's part of living and part of life and being together. Um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to say, yeah, my serving utensils are in such and such because that's the thing people are always looking for. If they bring whatever, then they need to know where your serving spoons are. So having them all together, just kind of making that conscious effort. Other things... Um, Filling and setting out commonly needed items, you know, making sure that things are full. And this is a great thing to do anyway, if I'm focusing on my kitchen, um, you know, the salt and pepper shakers, putting all the hot pads together, put them, you know, if you're going to have guests who are helping, put them out where people don't have to ask where they are and um, making sure that hand soap and dishwashing liquid and a clean washcloth or towel are all out on the sink. Um, So uh, those are just some basic things to go through as you clean your kitchen. I would love to see any before and after pictures that you have. And I would love to know how long it takes you if you decide to tackle this for your spring cleaning. 
Um, in my other uh, podcast from last year about spring cleaning specifically, I just talked about little things that I can do that are like two minute tasks that I just put off until I have kind of that eye opening moment where I see, oh my goodness, bah, my curtains in my dining room are incredibly dusty. And so it's just kind of like taking that thing that doesn't actually take a whole lot of effort, but just doing those extra little extra little things that just don't happen in the everyday or even the every month, um, kind of, you know, things that you do around the house. What are some things that make you crazy that you can say, okay, I'm going to use this kind of extra cleaning energy and tackle that during this time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop there because I have been rattling on for over 30 minutes. Um, did you know that I went and got my hair done in the middle of this podcast? Not while I was talking, but anyway, random fact. Um, I am excited to finally have a better microphone. I got it in. I do apologize for the podcasts that were um, didn't sound very good because I didn't know my microphone was dying. I thought it was something going on with the computer program because um, even though I podcast and have a blog and write eBooks, I am not very tech literate. So. Anyway, I'm excited to have a new microphone that hopefully is going to last me a little longer than the other one did. Um, but I just wanted to remind you too that I um, have my daily deslobification blogcast going now. Uh, that is the audio version of my regular daily blog posts at aslobcomesclean.com. Um, to make sure that you don't miss out on any of those, just sign up for my email list. Just go to aslobcomesclean.com and right there in the header, you will see where it says sign up for email. You can get a weekly email that comes out on Sunday morning. I'm not sending it because I'm in church, but it's just an automatic thing that happens. Um, But uh, on Sunday mornings, they send out an email that has that week's posts in there. And they are, you know, the beginning of the post and then you click on it to get over to the website, but that just kind of keeps you up to date. So you don't miss anything if it comes up, then there's a daily one and that comes out whenever I write a new post. So, um, you know, three to four times a week, sometimes five, whatever, you're going to get an email that just has whatever it was that came out the day before. Um, so I encourage you to sign up for that. There is a free decluttering printable that's available to you when you sign up for, um, for that for the email list, it will, um, it has my two decluttering questions and just as a reference for you to print out and have with you when you're decluttering so that I totally understand the need to focus while decluttering. And it's just kind of a visual reminder of the questions that you need to ask yourself. And honestly, those two questions get me through huge amounts of clutter. And I don't, they are so boiled down that I do not have to mull over things the way that I used to before I had two such specific focused questions that I came up with to help me know if I should declutter something. So thank you so much for joining me. I would love it if you would leave a review in iTunes for either this podcast or Daily Dislobification or both. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.